Good Wednesday afternoon. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the 21 News Podcast. I have with me a Democratic candidate for Ohio Senate or for U.S. Senate from Ohio, Morgan Harper. Morgan, thank you so much for making time to be with us. Thanks for having me. Before I get to my questions, I want to listen to you. Um, so just kind of uh, give me an overview of your platform, why you decided to jump in the race, and uh, what you think you can contribute not only to the state of Ohio, but to the Mahoning Valley. Yeah. So, you know, I'm running for U.S. Senate because everything is on the line right now. I mean, we're seeing ongoing threats to our democracy. Climate change is becoming a more imminent threat, you know, here in, in, in Ohio. And the economic system is not working for most of us, <laughs> workers, small business owners. And we need to deliver real change for our community. So, you know, I have a track record of standing up to corporate powerful interests. I worked at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau in Washington during the Obama administration. And I know how to get things done. And that's what message we wanna to mobilize to people both you know, in the Mahoney Valley across the state that you have a fresh new voice and a chance for leadership that is going to be for you 100%. And we wanna we want to get that message out to then mobilize and turn out the people we need to win. How can you translate that into a, into a winning message? Again, not only for Ohio, but specifically this area because this area has undergone a little bit of a political transformation. We were a democratic stronghold for a long, long time. Uh, last election, uh, Trumbull County went for uh, a Republican for the first time, I believe, since 1972. So, you know, you're kind of uh, in an uphill situation here, so to speak. Yeah, but I think we need to be honest about what's going on. We need to be bold in our commitment to do something about it and stick to our values. And the values that unite us across the state is that if you put in the work, you should be okay. You should be able to afford your prescription drugs. You should not be going bankrupt because of having a health problem or struggling to find housing and all of these things. And so we want leaders, and I know that's the leadership I want, is why you know also I'm running, is that we want leaders who are gonna stand up for us and fight and get things done and not just be about their careers or getting money for corporations. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm committed to not taking any corporate PAC money. I want to be free to deliver real change for our communities. We cannot afford anything less. We do not have any time to waste and we need to get it done. And that's the message that we're going to be taking to mobilize the key constituencies we need to turn out to vote, working class people, black voters, women, young people, in order to flip this seat and protect our democratic majority in the U.S. Senate. It dovetails nicely into my next question because obviously you're running to give Ohio Democratic representation in the U.S. Senate. Obviously, we have Tim Ryan who is running on the Democratic side. How concerned are you that uh, you know your presence in the race? Because you know Tim Ryan is already at a at a polling disadvantage. He's already at a uh, in a financial disadvantage. He's got some debt. He's running behind some of the other candidates in in fundraising on the Republican side. How concerned are you that that could split the Democratic vote even further and, and more or less hand this to one of the Republican frontrunners in the race? I mean, what I think we need to be focused on, and you know, I'm a proud Democrat, <laughs> and that you know, we as a party need to recognize that the playbook we've been running isn't working. We're not winning. And so we need a new game plan and we can't shortcut that. It's gotta be door by door. It's gotta be block by block. It's gotta be meeting people where they're at. And that is going to be what this campaign is about. And with a message that we will be standing up for you. We will be willing to take on corporate interests. I am very committed to that. And so that's what's gonna be necessary to turn the people out, the voters we need 
to win and flip this seat. It doesn't just happen because of you know, political insider games. It happens because you reach people with a message that motivates them to support. And that is going to be what is necessary to win this seat, flip it, and protect the Democratic Senate majority in Washington. To the Republican challengers who are talking about, uh, you know, a lot of their ads are saying, you know, our freedoms are under attack and, and, and their, uh, their, their, their message is pretty uniform. What do you say to counter that? Because a lot of people, you know, seem to be, uh, seem to be buying into that mantra that, uh, you know, their platform is the answer to all the issues that, that you're bringing up. I mean, true freedom comes from being able to work and support your family and be able to access the health care you need and be able to you know, live in our communities and free from the fear of gun violence and the threats of climate change. That's freedom. That's what we're about. That's the message we're going to be getting out to voters. And you are not going to be doing that if you do not believe in democracy or using government to deliver anything for real people. So that is what we want to make sure that folks know that you that we have a choice here, that we have a very important choice to make, that we have existential threats to our democracy in the form of the likes of J.D. Vance and others, Josh Mandel running on the other side. These are not people that are about us. And we need to have people that are from the community for our communities in order to represent us in Washington and deliver the resources and change that we need. You talked about people from our communities. Tell the voters a little bit about where you are from and your background kind of uh, to this point, even before uh, your work in the Obama administration that can kind of resonate with them uh, outside of places like the three C's, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, in many ways, I feel like my story is Ohio's story. I was born in Columbus, uh, given up for adoption. I lived in a foster home and for as an infant for the first nine months of my life, and then was adopted and raised on the east side of of the city. And very much a you know regular working class background. My mom worked in in public school system, and we struggled financially. And I saw what it was to have one shock to your to your family just potentially send things off the rails. And I never wanted another kid or family to go through that. So that's my approach to politics. That's my approach and why I got into working in government and public policy, because I didn't think that how we were doing things was sustainable and it was leaving a lot of people left behind. And we we cannot live like that. And it doesn't reflect our values, I think, as a state. And so, you know, right now in, in this election, I want people to know that yeah, with that perspective, that informs how I approach getting things done. And I am not afraid and I will stand up to powerful interests to get things done and to do what is right. And also that we have to stay very closely connected to our communities to know what those things are that we need to be delivering. So, you know, in, in central Ohio over the last um, couple of years, what we've been doing is mobilizing a lot of people, uh, you know, especially in the early days after the pandemic, we recognize that people needed resources and they weren't there yet. They weren't coming. And so we needed to come together and support the most vulnerable. We, um, through the, the nonprofit that I co-founded, Columbus Stand Up, we distributed over 20,000 masks throughout throughout our community. We also went door to door to elderly folks, make sure they got that, started a ride share program to get people to the polls to vote who were nervous or couldn't afford transportation, and then applied that program in the winter and spring to get people to their vaccination appointments, hundreds of people. So this is this is what's necessary right now is you know being able to have that uh, connection to the community, but also knowing how to mobilize folks to get the political power we need to deliver systemic change. And that's the message we wanna take across the state that's how we're going to be able to turn people out to vote and flip this seat and protect the Democratic Senate majority in Washington. 
As far as, you know, you talked about getting things done. One of the things a lot of people want to see get done is the end of this pandemic. What is your plan uh, to kind of apply some of the things? Again, you kind of uh, alluded to this already. Some of the work you've done in the past uh, to, to get Ohio kind of to the front of the line when it comes to mitigating this, this COVID pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's so important and, and continues to be a real challenge for, for all of us. And vaccinations are at the, the heart of it. So it's been great to see President Biden really accelerate a lot of the vaccination distribution that's happening, starting to also preview that we may need boosters to continue to protect ourselves, booster shots, um, and, and having those resources be available. But also, you know, we need to talk about the misinformation that's out there. And that's another thing that I've been focused on is really taking on big tech, you know, that's spreading, allowing a lot of these lies to be spread and accelerated and confuse people. Uh, we need to, and, that, and there's momentum to address that in Washington too, that we need to be paying attention to because we ultimately, if folks don't understand the benefit of the vaccine, then we are not going to be able to continue to protect both our health and then also our economy so that people can continue to work and, and support our, ourselves and our communities. So, um, love love the direction that we're going in and being able to you know get more people vaccinated but we have a lot more work to do to to bring this pandemic to an end so that we can all move forward kind of a follow-up question to that you know there's still even now a lot of vaccine hesitancy in the african-american community how are you going to address that what what has to change in the messaging uh and the vehicles for that messaging to get because uh, you know this pandemic has disproportionately affected the black community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and that is that is my community. So uh, you know that's a big focus for for me. And you know when we saw this early on, uh, when I mentioned the rideshare program that we had started here in Columbus, uh, it was not just rides. We were also a live person that were taking calls from people as they were figuring out how to navigate the vaccination process, but also wanting to to test some of the things that they were hearing and get reassurance that they were gonna be okay. You know, in this tech-driven world where people are really left to their own devices and, and especially elderly folks who maybe aren't as comfortable with technology, right. being able to have real people that can talk to you and provide honest, truthful information is so important. And so, you know, the challenge of course is in scaling a lot of these efforts, but we always have to be connected to the grassroots level, community organizations, trusted community leaders who are, be, are gonna be able to communicate to people and let them know that, you know, in this case, the vaccine is in their best interest and also in the best interest of our entire community. And we're seeing that that's successful. I mean, you know, early on, maybe there was a, a lot of the uh, slower vaccination rates were due to some hesitancy within the black community. But over time, actually, we've seen that uh, the vaccination rates have been quite high and, and also addressing some of the access issues um, in terms of getting people to their vaccination appointments. And that, that's something that we really need to focus on, too, because a lot of those access issues aren't just relevant in the pandemic transit, affordability of transit, um, being able to, you know, get to medical care reliably. I and mean, those are larger issues that we need to be addressing as well, but certainly are very urgent in the, in the context of uh, COVID-19. I want to pivot now to uh, the economy, specifically uh, the economy of the Mahoning Valley. I know we're, we're, we're staying focused on our area here. Uh, one of your Republican opponents, uh, Bernie Moreno, is talking about, uh, if he's elected, getting Mary Barra from uh, GM on the phone, talking about uh, the electric car industry or getting the next uh, phase of the car um construction and power plants to northeast Ohio because obviously Lordstown has been hit hard since GM left Lordstown Motors is having issues um, you know with with getting its 
uh, electric pickup off the ground. What will you do to bring more uh, industry and more strength to our economy uh, that the other candidates cannot? Yeah, and it, it is so urgent that we start to address uh, the lack of economic development and that the economy is really not serving <laughs> most of us, you know, workers. Um, in particular, have been battered over the past 40 years. And that is no accident. I mean, that is due to policy decisions that have been made in Washington that have benefited a few large corporations to everyone else's detriment. And that's got to stop. And there are signs that that is beginning to change tide in Washington. For example, I and mean, President Biden recently released a new executive order on competition policy. That's an area that I've been focused on a lot and I was referencing earlier in terms of, you know, changing the tide from just thinking as long as prices are staying low, everything is fine. It's like, no, this is about power. And if we continue to allow a few large corporations to set the terms, workers will always be behind and we will always be grasping for economic scraps. And that is not the way that we want to live in our communities. Um, and I think that's pretty universal across the state, but particularly um, where you're seated. And, and in order to do that, we have to have leaders that are going to not just pay lip service to delivering that change, but also understand the policies that are going to confront corporate power head on and make sure that workers, small business owners, that we all have a shot, that we all have a fair shot at owning our economic futures. And so, you know, there there are a lot of mechanisms to get there, but at the core of it is a power issue and we need our power back. Going forward, I want to talk about uh, kind of, uh, you know, you're new to this race. Uh, what are you going to be doing in the, in the coming months uh, to kind of get boots on the ground, get your message out to the people who need to hear it, like you were saying? Uh, what is the future of your campaign? What does that look like going forward? Yeah, so we're starting here in Columbus, it's my hometown and, and where I live, uh, with a, a rally on Saturday, though anybody's welcome to come uh, from, from wherever, uh, 1 p.m. at the State House. But then from there, we'll be, yeah, exactly, taking the message across the state, meeting people where they're at, and letting them know that they have a choice. They have a choice that is a, a leader who will be standing up to powerful corporate interests and fighting for them, and also wanting to hear from people about you know, some of the you know, additional issues that they are experiencing and want to be prioritized in Washington. And so that's gonna be, you know, like I referenced before, not a, you can't shortcut that. You've gotta, you've gotta really be out there and door by door, block by block strategy, but we're very much looking forward to it because what's extremely clear is that, you know, the same old playbook will not work. Everything is on the line right now and we need to flip this seat in order to bring real change for our communities and protect the Democratic Senate majority in Washington. Last question I have for you has to kind of do with that. You know, Ohio, we, we, we've talked for a long time about uh, gerrymandering and, you know, how to get uh, a little bit more uh, fair representation for all groups of Ohioans. If you get elected to the Senate, what are you going to do in Washington to facilitate that? not only in Ohio, but in all these other states where this is happening. Yeah, I mean, it is very clear. And, you know, on, on the right and a lot of Republicans right now and people included on, on the other side of this race that do not care about our democracy, that do not believe in government doing anything. And these people have to be stopped. It is an existential threat to everything that we stand for as Americans. And so, you know, in Washington, that is going to be a top priority to protect and advance voting rights. We have to put an end to all of these tricks and the line drawing that just allows a few small corporations and individuals to continue to get rich. 
and greedy and at the, the detriment of the rest of us. And so, you know, that's a message that I want people to get loud and clear that I will be fighting for that, that we need to stand up against that because we, we actually can't afford to allow this to continue for much longer. How do we do that though? Like what has to change? What can you do? Well, we can pass laws that continue to advance um, voting rights, and that's going to be, you know, a top priority, SB1 and, 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 and other mechanisms within the Senate that we're going to be able to uh, fight back against some of these tactics that are happening at the state level. We have to have federal legislation that is going to be um, protecting us and continuing to build out our voting rights and protections. Is there anything you want to add or anything that I might have forgotten to, to mention? No, I think that is all um but just you know again really appreciate the opportunity to be on today and look forward to being up there live in person soon uh as much as we can given the ongoing uh risk of the pandemic all right we'll leave it there for now morgan harper democratic uh, candidate for u.s senate from ohio again morgan thank you so much for making time uh, to chat with us today we appreciate it and uh and joining us for this edition of the 21 news podcast thanks so much